Also, there's a request here for Mr. Williams as an alcoholic with liver problems and bad health. So we're just praying for salvation and for the, the healing of Mr. Williams tonight. We know God is mindful of these requests. And, and I'm sure there's many things on your heart tonight. If you just make those known by an uplifted hand, God sees what we have need of in the service tonight. And he's very mindful and he's here to answer whatever we have need of tonight. Amen. Brother Jonathan, come tonight, please. church tonight. Amen. Did you come to worship? Did you come to receive? Amen. That's what we come for. Let's just all pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, Lord, what an opportunity, Lord, to come worship again, Lord. Lord, to bind ourselves together with like faith, Lord Jesus. Lord, to believe upon your word, Lord, where it says, if we pray the prayer for the sick, they shall recover. Lord, we're standing here as a body, Lord, believing for Brother Greg, Lord Jesus. Believing that you're on the scene, Lord, and it's in your hands, Lord. And, Lord, you see every circumstance. You see every report. But, God, you know the end from the beginning, Lord. And though we may not can see it, there's a promise coming, Lord. And, Lord, we ask you to be with him in a special way, Lord. And this other brother, Lord, that, Lord's sick in the hospital. We ask you, Lord, as he's asked for prayer, Lord, we want to lift him to you, Lord. Let it be a witness of your word. By faith, Lord, we can receive healing. Lord, you see the church service tonight, Lord. Lord, we ask you, Lord, to be with us in a special way, Lord. It's a Wednesday night, Lord. Lord, how the devil would love for us not to be here. But, Lord, we're here to worship you tonight, Lord. And we ask you to come in to Brother Mark, Lord, and the musicians. And come in with our brother Joseph, Lord, and just speak to us in song. Speak to us in word, Lord. Encourage us and lift us up, Lord. Lord, we're going to give you the praise. We're going to give you the glory. Lord, in all things, we love you. We praise you. In the lovely name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 You had to fight to get here. 
So why not just enjoy yourself tonight and make the best of it and worship the Lord with all of your heart tonight. Amen. Brother Ben, just be getting ready to sing here in a little bit, but if you would. Amen. Let's get uh, Oh, we are often tossed and driven on the restless sea of time. Somber skies and howling tempests of succeed a bright sunshine. And in that land of perfect day, when all the mists have rolled away, we will understand it better by and by. See with me. Oh, by and by, when the morning comes, oh, when all of the saints of God gathered home, we will tell the story how we've overcome and we'll understand it better by and by. Of the things that life demands Water, food, and water, shelter Thirsty hills and barren lands But we're trusting in the Lord And according to His word By his grace, that's how we overcame. Amen. Let's sing it. Oh, down at the cross, 
where my Savior died. Down where for cleansing from sin I cried. There to my heart was the blood applied.
So glad that Jesus set me free. Satan had me bound, but Jesus set me free. Praise the Lord. He's the only one that can do that, too. You can't do it on your own. I promise you that. People try and say, oh, I'm going to do better. Well, you might for a little bit, but you're going to stumble and fall again. But when he changes you, he changes you for eternity. Amen. I know you're tired, and it's Wednesday night, so we'll let you have your seats tonight a little, a little early. Let's just sing this chorus together. I believe it's in key. Oh, your grace and his mercy that brought us through. Uh, I've been trying to sing this song for about three weeks and I just couldn't fit it in and I said, we're going to sing this song. We might run over tonight, but we're still going to sing this, Lord willing, uh, because I know each one of us have struggles every day. But you know what? The God that's on the mountain, he's still the God that's in the valley tonight. So let's sing that if you want to keep it up. All life is easy. When you're up on the mountain and you've got peace, you've never known all but things change. 
the day he's still God in the night. Amen. No matter what the circumstance. I'm going to sing this for Brother Cameron tonight. I think it's his favorite song. Oh, great is thy
can sing that, I know, with all of my heart tonight. Because morning by morning, new mercies I see. Amen. I'm just so thankful. Brother, you'll come tonight. We're going to receive the offering for this service. I think uh, this last week on the 21st, uh, Sister Jessica Norrod has celebrated her birthday. I announced it, but I don't know if she was here. So you are now, I think. There she is. <laughs> so let's give her a hand for her birthday. And also, I just so happened to look down here, and, and on uh, Friday, Brother Stanley Brewer would be celebrating his birthday. I, I just think about my brother tonight, and I uh, just know he's enjoying a birthday in heaven tonight, and I'm just uh, thankful for my brother. And also, Sister Connie, is it Duggan or Dugan? I don't know how to pronounce it. Dugan, okay, she's having a birthday also on Friday. I want to wish her a happy birthday. And then, the main event's coming up on Friday. I have uh, a lovely, sweet princess that's getting getting married off to Brother Abraham, and we're just looking forward, looking forward to that. And, uh, I know she is, too. So, anyway, without further ado, Brother Ben, come tonight and sing for us, if you would, buddy. Oh, don't forget, uh, the weekend meetings, the banquet, uh, be Saturday night. I'm, I don't have the times yet, but I'm believing it's 6 o'clock and then on Sunday morning and then we'll have a Sunday dinner and then after that we'll have another just uh, brief service Sunday afternoon. So just wanted to announce that tonight. We're looking so forward to seeing Brother Diggs and, and, and what a time we're going to have. Like me, me, the one who 
cover every stain Saints that he no longer sees It's amazing to believe When God so loved the world Means even me Me with all my failures Me with all my shame that's the very reason Jesus came. For God so loved the world, He gave, gave His only Son away, a way to save a wretch like me. Me, the one who needed grace, grace to cover longer sees it's amazing to believe it's amazing to believe it's amazing to believe God so loved the world means God so loved the world means even me. Thank you, Jesus. God so loved the world means even. stand together tonight as we invite our pastor to come and deliver what the Lord has laid on heart for us in this service tonight. Oh, you are my refuge. You're my sanctuary. And when I feel afraid, you're my hiding place. You are my refuge. And when the storm is raging underneath your wings, I rejoice. I rejoice and sing. You are my refuge. Oh, you are my refuge. You're
lift your voice and say it. Oh, you are my refuge. You're my sanctuary. And when I feel afraid, you're my hiding place. You are my refuge. And when the storm refuge. A very good evening to you, and we thank God for his blessings to be in the house of the Lord. I worship Jesus Christ this evening. No better place that we can be but to be in Jesus Christ. And all other grounds are sinking sand, but on Christ the solid rock I stand this evening. What a blessing to be in God's presence with you today. And I just want to uh, say that I believe that uh, the Lord is in our midst. And I believe that he's with the bride of Christ. I believe he's bringing the people to a place to where we're growing in the Lord despite all of the distractions that are happening around it. If your days and weeks has been like mine, I know that you're a bride. Hallelujah. Because there's not one person in this building that's not been under the squeeze or in the pressure cooker. But that's great because God's just getting ready to pressurize us out of this old place. Do you believe that? Have you noticed it? I was just constantly in an increase, just like a tide is just keep coming in one after the next. And you, you, it seems like you get over one and then it's another and it keeps coming. But that's just a sign that we're getting closer to the finish line. That's when we have put all the energy we have and run as fast as we can and as hard as we can. We might be limping. Some of us might be crawling. We might have to push you in a wheelbarrow. Some of you might come in on a wheel. I don't know, but we're going to cross the finish line by God's grace. Some of you are going to roll in, but we're going to make it by God's grace. Hallelujah. As long as our bodies make it across the finish line, that's all that matters. I know you have been through a lot. I know Satan has attacked you through sicknesses and, and all sorts of uh, dilemmas, but you're here in the house of the Lord to, to let God bless you tonight and to be encouraged by the word of the Lord tonight. Certainly appreciate you. Appreciate our musicians tonight and thank the Lord for each and every one of you tonight. You know, as a pastor, it is a quite a task that is upon our shoulders because we not only deal with one or two fronts, we deal with many other things that comes our way. And perhaps you have problems and you assume, you know what, the pastor should just take all of his energy and deal with mine. And, and I'm, my problem has to be solved. And you, what you fail to realize is there's, there's a number of problems that are lining up behind that. That's what our, prob, that's what our job is. We are the ox of the team. We carry a burden, we carry the, the, the trial of the congregation, and, and I, I want you to keep that in mind. There's diversities of issues that is within a church, and a pastor has to speak to the congregation as you feel led of the Lord 
uh, to speak to the body of Christ. And what I have to speak to on tonight may not be pertaining to you, but you have to bear in mind that I'm not the only pebble on the beach. And I have to listen and I have to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. I debated tonight whether I should broadcast this service. And this is one as such to where I have to speak very clearly and very firmly uh, on some matters that has been taking place. And I have to do so feeling led of God as the watchman of this congregation. Now, it has been reported to me that there's been a number of letters that has been uh, issued within this congregation, at least three families that I know of, of people who are disgruntled against the message. And I've sent letters into the church of all the false, uh, false accusations against Brother Branham and against this message that we believe. And for those reasons today, I'm going to have to address some of these things and contact the people to whom are doing these things. They are neighboring people who have launched an attack not only against this church, but our neighboring churches in Manchester and other churches around. They are all our brothers and sisters. And as a pastor, I stand with our neighboring churches and the pastors concerning this issue. This issue. Just this morning, I dealt with a brand new case of a family within this body who has been contacted trying to poison you against this message and against what I preach. Another church was reported this morning of a severe attack that came against the pastor and his family that is doing severe damage at this time. And I want you to understand, I will not in any way pet this sort of a spirit. I have to speak about it because it is absolutely a deadly spirit that is fighting our church. It is in no way directed to anyone here uh, this evening. But I have to address it because you, if you have received any letter, I'm warning you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, if you have received any letters via Facebook or email or your direct personal home address with disgruntledness of all the negative things against Brother Branham, I want to advise you to do one thing. Burn it. I speak in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Otherwise, if you read those things, they will poison your mind against the truth of God. It is biblical as we see these things are rising up in this last day. And it is moving quickly and fastly since the beginning of this week. Since Dee and I have been dealing with various cases that's been happening unbeknownst to other things that we are dealing with and holding our faith strong. But the enemy is out to try to destroy I would not otherwise say anything if it was not in my congregation. But you, the people who uh, know who you are and you have received these very blasphemy letters against our word and our prophet and what we stand for our faith, you know where I stand. And I want to make myself clear on that uh, this evening. So I'm advising you as your pastor, I'm asking you if you receive such notification, such propaganda Tear it up, burn it, and I will call the people this week, and I will confront them concerning the spirit that is going around. I have no fear of it. I know where it came from. I know where it originated from. I know the people of whom started it. I know the people personally. I used to be a Canadian. I know where that spirit comes from. I'm about to open fire against it, and it will not harm any of the believers here in Jesus Christ. You believe that? 
And I'm asking you in Jesus' name that this church cooperates with me. Do not receive any accusation against this word that God has given us. Stand strong and God will bless you. Let's go straight into the word tonight. Ezekiel chapter 11. Ezekiel chapter 11 verses uh, 15. This passage uh, is uh, in relationship to Israel, but it's also to the remnant bride of this last age. It has a twofold compound message, and I want to pull out of it a context to, to uh, speak to you tonight along this line. I want to say this tonight. I want to go down in record. I'm willing to sacrifice my life at any moment for what thus saith the Lord is. I don't care what it costs me. This message is my life. Jesus Christ, I would not have known the ways of the Lord more perfectly had not it been for a messenger in this age. And I will not tolerate any, anything against that message. It is my life. I've been accused many times that I don't believe this message, but there's not been a pastor, a pastor who has stand any more firm for this message as I have stood for it and continue to stand for this word that God has given us. Verses 15. Son of man, thy brethren, even thy brethren, the men of thy kindred, and all the house of Israel, woolly, are they unto whom the inhabitants of Jerusalem have said, Get you far from the Lord unto us in this land given in possession. Therefore say, Thus saith the Lord, Although I have cast them far from among the heathen, and although I have scattered them among the countries, yet will I be for them a little sanctuary in the countries where they shall come. Praise God. We have a sanctuary, friends. Christ has made himself real to us in this age. We will still be worshiping idols and traditions and dogmas had it not been for the revealing of Christ in this hour. Do you believe that? Wherefore said, thus saith the Lord, I will even gather you from the people and assemble you out of the countries where ye have been scattered and I will give you the land of Israel. You see what Israel, the land of Israel is to the Jews is what the rapture is to the church. And what we believe is the end time gospel. The end time gospel is more of Jesus Christ. It is not less of Christ. It is more of Christ. We have not known the ways of Christ when we were in our traditions. But we know the way of Christ more perfectly now. Because we've had a last day messenger. And the first day messenger in Ephesus. And the last day messenger has the same message. And where are they pointing us to? Jesus Christ. It's not looking unto us, but look unto Jesus Christ, the author and the finisher of our faith. You believe that? I believe the scripture says, look unto me. Look unto me, all the earth. Look to Jesus Christ and live. And they shall come thither, and they shall take away all the detestable things thereof, all the abominations thereof from hence. And I will give them uh, one heart, and I will put 
a new spirit within you. And I will take the stony heart out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh. Is that what you want tonight? That they may walk in my statues and keep mine ordinances and do them. And they shall be my people and I will be their God. I've spoken along this line on many accounts tonight. And I wish to revisit this message to drive my position especially to those who have launched an attack against my congregation and the people are listening to me even right now because I received their threats. But I want to declare my stand of where we stand in this church and what we believe. We believe a one-man message. We believe in a one-man message. And that one-man message is to the bride of Christ and to the fivefold ministry to be preached in this last day. I believe there's a fivefold ministry that's taking that message and preaching it to the bride of Christ. After Brother Branham, there are no other one-man ministry in this age. Because God had to anoint a messenger to reveal himself to the church as we stand today. And I, I want to I speak to you this evening on the thoughts uh, and where I stand. Thus saith the Lord... Is the end time gospel. Thus saith the Lord is the end time gospel. This is not an ordinary gospel friends. This is the end time gospel. This is end time evangelism. This is a harvest time message. We have more of Christ. We preach more of Christ now. Than we did when we were in Pentecost. We have been elevated into a dimension. To see the full image of Jesus Christ. And I believe as the bride of Christ, we are seeing a clearer vision of who Christ is. You can be seated tonight. God bless the word. And I believe as the bride of Christ, we must look into this mirror of God's word tonight and see what God has done for us. I have no intention of going back tonight. I have no intention of move, moving from where I am because man did not give this to me. This was given to me by a revelation of Jesus Christ. As lovely as my father is, as powerful as a speaker as he was, I want to say he never gave me this revelation. Jesus Christ revealed it to me that in the last day, there'll be a church, there'll be a bride that will stand in this last age. This message is the coming of Jesus Christ. It is the coming of Christ. And there's nothing else that's going to bring us to a rapture, but thus saith the Lord in this age. This is the bride's position in Christ. Here is where we stand sure tonight. Here is where we stand sure. This is our anchor tonight. You see, when the mighty angel of Revelation 10 descended and opened the seven seals, the earthly angel divinely revealed truths alone are thus saith the Lord to the bride of Christ. And I believe that we have able ministries in this last age that is taking this word and is preaching it to the bride of Christ. Brother Branham said, he said, these men are going to come and take this message and preach you right into the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I have no other message to preach but Christ. Christ is the message Christ is the one that we lift up. Brother Branham never lifted up himself. He lifted up Jesus Christ. And I'm here today to lift up Jesus Christ. 
not to lift up the ideas and, and formality of men, but to lift up what Christ has given us in this age. The earthly angels, divinely truths, revealed truths, alone are, thus saith the Lord, to the bride of Christ. It is the end time gospel. You understand, friends? It is the end time gospel. This word that we have is the end time gospel. There's no other gospel. You say, well, I want Jesus. You could not have any more of Jesus when you preach this message if you hadn't preached it. If you're not preaching it, you don't have all of Jesus. When you preach this word, you have all of Jesus Christ. Somebody said, well, I don't want to hear about Brother Branham. I want to hear about Jesus Christ. The message and the messenger are one. You cannot have Christ unless you have the Son of Man. Praise God. Hallelujah. He foran the, the second coming of Jesus Christ. As John the Baptist foran the first coming of Christ. Our message, our messenger has foran the second coming of Christ. Despite you that are listening to me tonight. It has no grounds to stand on. You cannot dis, uh, dispute thus saith the Lord. It is God's absolutely divine truth. When an ambassador of God speaks, all of heaven stands behind it. You see, it is the end time gospel. The way of Jesus Christ more perfectly revealed in this age. Understand that the Son of Man's presence as the seventh angel is the bride of Christ anointing and vindication. You can't say that I want the message and I don't want the messenger. You try to preach the, Old, the New Testament without saying Paul says. Try to say what Paul says without calling his name. And no, we're not lifting up Brother Branham here. But we are saying that God has given us a great message in this age. And they are the same. The message and the messenger are the same. I believe he's introduced us to Jesus Christ. Can you say amen tonight, friends? Thus saith the Lord is the end time gospel. His message is the end time gospel that will produce rapturing faith. Seven seal, written seals have been revealed at the time of the opening of the seals. But on the back side of the book, there are seven thunders. And those thunders are being revealed to us even right now as progressive revelation. Can you say amen, friends? You need revelation. You need progressive revelation. You need God to unfold this word I'm preaching to you tonight. You believe it. You see, Elohim's message to Abraham and Sarah was thus say the Lord, which brought about a body change. You will never receive a body change outside of thus say the Lord. No other message, no uh, every other uh, messenger around were preaching, but they never brought a body changing message. Lot had his church down in the nominal church. And there was a lot of other churches going on, nominal churches. And there were good people in those churches, but there was only one bride. And I believe I'm speaking to the bride of Christ tonight. I'm not selling to be foolish virgin. I'm not selling just to say that I'm going to make heaven just on good works. I'm here to say we are the church of Jesus Christ in this hour that will take a rapture by the grace of God. Do you believe it? What I'm speaking is inspired by the Holy Ghost and divinely anointed by God. And the Spirit of the Lord woke me up this morning at 3 o'clock and said, Don't pet that spirit. In Jesus' name. 
And I know the critics are watching me right now, and I've got a good mind of calling your names, but I'm a gentleman. Don't think I can't. I can't, but I'm a gentleman. And I'm not going to chase after the goats tonight and leave the sheep here hungry. I've got a word for you, the sheep, tonight. And I've got a word of encouragement to tell you we are going to cross the finish line together and we are going to rapture out of this pest house together by the grace of God. These ministers that are in this church are going to stand behind us and we're going to preach truth to you today. You believe it? I'm looking for people to rise up to the challenge and say, Thus saith the Lord is the end time gospel. We will not take down, we will not take anything from the enemy to speak against our message. Lot was preaching a message. Other people are preaching all around him. But Abraham uh, came with a message by Elohim. And it brought about a change in Sarah's body and Abraham's body. I'm looking for that change. I just lost a mom that went over just a few months ago. And I believe she's listening to me tonight. And I believe this message will bring me in our presence. I believe Elohim's message will unite me with a loving mom tonight. And I'm not about to miss the rapture of a foolish virgins who are ready to spit on this message. Thus said the Lord in our ordinary words. It is our gospel and cannot be disputed. They carry the presence and power of God behind them. What a son of son of man spoke in Ezekiel. All of heaven stood behind his word. When thus saith the Lord spoke in this age, I want you to know it carried the power and presence of God despite all the critics. They were talking. Why didn't they talk when the prophet was here? You guys out there in Canada, you're listening to me. Why didn't you talk when the prophet was here? You were too afraid to say something. When you challenge you, 600 preacher in Chicago, none of you could say anything about it. Now you're rising up through spirits of, of disguisements of this age to speak against this truth. Well, you know what? There's men of God that will rise up in this hour and take a stand with this word. They carry the presence and power of God behind them. You see, thus saith the Lord has spoken over 413 times in the entire Bible and only in the Old Testament. Only in the Old Testament. Then we've got these gainsayers going around saying, well, we only read the New Testament. We don't listen to what the Old Testament says because it's all man-made. It's man-made laws and, and man-made. It's Moses' law. It's God's law. It took a prophet in this age to stand between the old and the new and to cipher us what belongs to the bride in this age. And only thus saith the Lord can tell us what is validated. He's able to reach back into the Old Testament and say, thus saith the Lord to this. I received your note and your challenge to me on the Old Testament. And let me answer you right now. Do you have the divine revealed truth for this age? Have you been vindicated? How many lives have you destroyed? What did this prophet in this age did? He went and carried a message. Sacrifice his family. Give up his own life for this message. What have you critics done on the internet? What have you done on Facebook? You bunch of crooked thieves that have come against this message. It's plain or blaspheming. 
To speak against it is blasphemy. I can show you a prophet that went and preached to millions and God shown there'll be millions. What have you done but gotten people all messed up and tell them about this word that God has given us? Forgive me, church. I know to whom I'm speaking to. And I know where this message is going right now. And you have been waiting on my answer. Well, you get my answer right now. Thus said the Lord has spoken 106. 1,605 times in the message of the hour. How was that, friends? 413 times in the Old Testament, and God magnified out in this age over three times or four times. Come on now. You tell me if thus said the Lord is in front of the bride of Christ. Hallelujah. Thus said the Lord is the bride's anointing. In a message expectation, listen closely today. I'm not angry. Amen. I'm disturbing some spirits that I have to deal with right now. 1950, uh, March the 5th, expectation. The only person that has a right to say, Thus saith the Lord, is a vindicated prophet. You've never seen anybody judging Isaiah or Jeremiah or those people. There were prophets ordained and born in the world to be prophets. And they foresaw the thing by vision and then said, Thus saith the Lord, for the Lord has already said it. Thus saith the Lord, as God has already said it. No man, no other person but a vindicated, anointed prophet of God has the authority to drive those words home to the bride of Christ. Listen, friends, I've heard a lot of thus saith the Lord's. I've heard a lot of thus said the Lord. I've gotten under a lot of inspiration myself and has used the term thus said the Lord. But the thus said the Lord I'm talking about here is to the bride of Christ. It is saying what God has already said in heaven. Don't, isn't that what you want, friends? What God has already said is what an earthly angel is saying to the church. See, when a vindicated prophet speaks, thus said the Lord on earth. I want you to understand that they're in such connection with the celestial realms that all of heaven move into high gear to bring their word into fulfillment in the earth. Because they are in connection with the spirit realm. They're in connection to where Jesus is. Remember, Jesus Christ is in that dimension where Abraham could not go there. But he can communicate with the prophet of God and synchronize in the spirit what to say to the church of God. Are you with me now? Watch this. But it wasn't so from the beginning. And a prophet's born a prophet. Always has thus said the Lord. Never wrong. Amen. A prophet's born a prophet. Always has thus said the Lord. Never wrong. Now prophets are not infallible. When I say thus said the Lord, never wrong. I'm talking about the revealed word of God. I'm talking about the, 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 the opening of the seven seals. I'm talking about food and manna for the bride of Christ. Because you can see even Brother Brown, at first he was preaching the white horse rider was the Antichrist. Right there in 1960 he was preaching that, that the evidence of the Holy Ghost was, 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 uh, was, uh, was love. 
But then later on, as the revelation begins to progress, you notice when he comes, but thus saith the Lord, after God quickens that word, it cannot be disputed. You see what I'm saying, friends? No, prophets are not infallible people, yet they make mistakes. They come short like any other person. But what I'm speaking of tonight is a broad message, that rapture message to the church. That cannot be disputed. Amen? Is that fair enough, church? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe it. I don't believe in making Brother Branham God. I don't believe in worshiping a golden idol. No, I don't believe in elevating Brother Branham above Jesus Christ. Because I believe Brother Branham never did that himself. Neither will the bride, the true bride of Christ, ever bring him to that place. But they will come under that message he has brought us. Because that message is Jesus Christ. It's more of the power of Christ in the church. Hallelujah. Let's see in church age. I do not, do not deny that there will be uh, prophets even as in the days of Paul. Where there was one, Agapus, a prophet, who prophesied for a famine. I agree that it's so, but I deny upon infallib uh, infallible evidence of the word. That there's more than one major prophet messenger who will reveal the mysteries as contained in the word who has the ministry to turn the hearts of the children to the father thus saith the lord by his unfailing word stands and shall stand and be vindicated there's one prophet messenger to this age are you with me church I don't care how many other prophets are rising up. There was only one to this generation. Amen. And if your prophet isn't pointing you to what this word prophet says, then they're false. There's only one word prophet. And one word prophet will point you to Jesus Christ. What was the song he sang in every meeting? I love him. I love him. What did he do in the first seal? He married us to Jesus Christ. What did he say? Now I'm going to call you brides. There's a ceremony. And he married us to Christ. It'll be any Christ for us to put Brother Branham any higher than Jesus Christ. Because he introduced us to Jesus Christ. There's one prophet messenger to this age. We are not left to conjecture as to the power of divine words spoken by vindicated vessels, church. We know no surmise, assumption, nor uh, interpretations. We know what it means. These words are indeed God's words. The command of thus saith the Lord is Jehovah's word. Thus saith the Lord, there'll be a bride. Thus saith the Lord, the church cannot fall. Thus saith the Lord, there'll be a rapture. Those words cannot fail. And I've anchored my soul in those words tonight. And my duty as your pastor and to the critics that perhaps are listening is to stand my grounds and to establish this church that's our position is in thus saith the Lord. The command of thus saith the Lord is Jehovah's word. You realize tonight the faintest whisper of Jehovah's voice 
should fill us with, awe, with, with solemn awe this evening and command the deepest obedience of our souls. When we hear the voice of God and this generation, it ought to command such, a, such an awesome, solemn awe in our spirits and the deepest obedience of our souls. It said, Lord, your prophet has spoken. And I will obey. Hallelujah. I will obey, praise God. Your prophet has spoken, and I will obey what he says. But what I have to say tonight, it's not just press and play, but not just hearing, but doing what the Word of God says for us to do tonight. Some folks, they just want to press, pray, press, pray, press, play, and that's all we want to do. We've got to do what the Word of God has told us to do. There's a church in this last age. We're not just pressing play. We are coming under headship that what God has brought us in this age. You understand what I'm saying? Thus said the Lord. This is the motto of our standard tonight. It is the motto of our standards. We will never know how to dress and how to act in our morals if we had not had thus said the Lord. Is that right, church? Otherwise, you'd be following every other denomination and organization and every other religion uh, hidden and missing. Maybe we ought to wear this kind of dress, or maybe we ought to put a, a bonnet on, or maybe the men shouldn't wear rings. Or, but you see, thus saith the Lord is the motto of our standards. If you want to know how to dress, thus saith the Lord has given us the interpretation. And I know there's a spirit going around, well, we don't want that. We want the Bible. I'm giving you the Bible. What I'm preaching tonight is the Bible. This is the Bible that I'm preaching tonight. This word I'm preaching is the Bible. This message is the Bible. If you find anything that's preached outside of this Bible, then it's not the message. And you can't show that to me tonight. Listen, I've studied this. I've combed this message back and forth, and I've not found one flaw in it. Praise God. You could say, well, I, 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 I found a mistake here. and I, I, I'm not looking for mistakes, but I look in this message. I'm looking for food for my souls. Yeah. Amen. I'm looking for a rapture material to get me out of this best house. Yeah. Because I know he was a man and he's infallible. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. When I study this message, I'm looking for truths that set me free from the bondage and enslavement in my mind. Yes, this is the motto of our standard. You believe it? <coughs> it is the war cry of our spiritual conflicts. Hallelujah. It is the war cry of our spiritual conflicts. Amen. We stand on it regardless of what. Listen, I had not been running all these years. They give up now. And you guys who have taken my video and put it all over it, I believe the sign thinks I'm going to sue you for it. It's wrong. It's wrong. You're no brothers and don't bring scriptures to me about. You can't take a brother to the law. You're no brothers. You're enticing spirits. You're devils in disguisements. You're spirits that are cruel and antichrist spirits. And I'm going to show you for it. It's the war cry of our spiritual conflicts. Hallelujah. The sword with which we smite through the lines of our enemy who rise up against God's truth. It is the sword that will strike the enemy tonight. 
Nothing can stand before this weapon in the day when there's confusion and spiritual chaos in the land. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. Praise the Lord Jesus. Friends, let me tell you something. There's a lot that's coming against me. You men who have taken my messages and have spliced it and make me say things that this prophet never thought, it's wrong. It's a federal law to tamper with material that comes out of this church. And in case you didn't know it, those messages are copyright here in this church. You may not even know that. But this church is entirely copyrighted. All these ministers that preach here and to take what we say and make it say something against thus saith the Lord is a cruel, wicked spirit. That's why I'm warning each and every one of you. Don't play with it. Don't play with the spirit. Don't play with it. Dear friend of mine, amen, before just the day and break, Amen. Just the sun as I was rising up, I rather, amen, my heart was broken, amen, to find out some of the things that I found out from the Spirit. Innocent people, godly people, young Christians in the Lord. We are trying to win souls for God. What are you doing with your believe the signs and your Facebook discrepancy against God's right word? Who's right and who's wrong? We're trying to win souls. What are you doing? God's going to judge you for it. Let me tell you, God's wrath is going to pour out upon you over this nonsense that's going on. See, I want to identify this evening. I want to identify the qualification of a true prophet of God. If he's God's channel, for thus said the Lord, he will not be found with teaching of his own authority. His authority will be Jehovah's word. And none can gainsay it. Church. They tried to gainsay Moses' word. Nathan and Korah rose up and tried to gainsay it. But they could not dispute that word. You know why? Because that pillar of fire was hanging right over that word. No one can contradict or invalidate his authority. They're trying to. They're still trying. When Brother Branham was here. The spirit was here. They were trying to discredit the message. They were trying to come against it. And those spirits don't die. They just take on different forms. Demons under disguisements. Enticing spirits in the last age. Praise God. No one can contradict. Or invalidate his authority. He claims man's attention on the grounds that he authors, thus saith the Lord. And when he speaks those words, God will back it up. You believe that? See, I want to say this evening that a God sent prophet is an ambassador of the Most High. Hallelujah. He is an ambassador of the Most High. When you go to different countries, and other countries come here, they exchange representatives if the president and the leader cannot make it by an ambassador. And that ambassador, he represents the higher power above him. 
And a prophet, a word prophet, is an ambassador of the Most High. You believe that? He does not speak of his own authority, but God's. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I feel like dying for this tonight. I feel like going to the chopping block for this tonight. And friends, I say this. I have to speak like this tonight because I have stood still long enough. I've stood still long enough aiming for my position and my stand for Christ the word and this age. They by their tradition and their schemes have crucified the word of God afresh in this generation. You believe it? Amen. And the message paradox. But you see, how can I say thus say the Lord until he tells me first. I've got to have it first. If he didn't, and I'll say, thus said William Branham, but that wouldn't do any good. Praise God. I'm so glad Brother Branham didn't speak in his name. I'm so glad he didn't say, thus said William Branham. But he said, thus said the Lord. How many knows who the Lord is? Jesus Christ. When you see uh, Elohim, that's Lord. When you see Lord, that's Jesus Christ. Thus said Jesus Christ. In this age. You see when the prophet came. In Gideon's day. And spoke to. The erring Israel. He opened his mouth. With thus said the God. Of Israel. He didn't come and say. Uh, thus say Gideon. Thus say brother Joseph. Thus say brother Jonathan. Thus say brother Ben. He said thus said the Lord God of Israel. When the prophet came in this generation, it's thus said the Lord God of Israel. Let me, let me put the fear of God in you tonight. If you have any questions about this message, or you're titter-tottering about anything about this message, you're going to be shaken. If there's something laying dormant inside of you that has never had a revelation of what God has done in this age, there's coming a storm. And you better watch out. If you're not anchor, it's going to blow you out of the church. Listen, church. It'll blow you out of the church. I don't mean this church. I'm talking about the body of Christ. Know where you stand. The Bible said in the last days, all sorts of winds of doctrines will be blowing around. Can you say amen to the word? You believe it? Jeremiah prophetic woes were all prefaced with the divine authority of thus said the Lord. Listen how Jeremiah came to the church. He prefaced the church with thus said the Lord. I'm saying what God says, brother man. Hallelujah. Listen, friends, I made a lot of mistakes. And I'm not altogether always make the right mistakes or say the right things. But I know one thing, not to speak against thus said the Lord. I've got enough sense in me not to blaspheme against thus said the Lord. Praise God. To those of you who have received these long, lengthy, uh, nothing but propaganda against this word, I ask you even now to when you get home, burn it. Put it in the fire and burn it. Don't read it. Burn it. Don't read it to your children and try to figure it out. Burn it. It's the devil's letter. 
It's a letter that was sent to Isaiah when he took it before God and spread it out before the gospel. Satan knows how to send you a letter to disarray your faith tonight. Are you still out there with me? I hope you guys are still listening to. You're going to have a good recording to play this time. And you're not going to make money on your YouTubes, on my videos. Because I'm going to sue you for it. You understand, friends? I'm telling the truth right now. Many of you don't know this this church is directly uh, under direct authority and principles. And I've set this church up legally. My sermons and this ministry that Satan cannot tamper with even the ministry. And if people want to get carnal and they're not brothers in Christ, I have authority by the law for someone tampering with religious material. It's a federal offense. Praise God. Thank you, audience. Thank you for being here tonight. Amen. And you know, I love you with the love of God. And some of you who are dealing with some of these issues, I tell you what, you know who I'm talking about. Amen. It's severe. It's pretty severe. It's not easy stuff. It's not anything you could just blow over. Amen. It's serious stuff. It's deadly poison. Amen. It's out to kill you and kill your faith. Let me tell you where this believe the science stuff will take you to. To becoming an atheist. It takes you out of the message. Then it gets you to disbelieving in God. You can't turn against God and believe in God. You can't turn against Jesus and say you believe Jesus. Hello, church. Amen. 90% of the people become atheists. Amen. Because you can't speak against Christ and came and claim that you love Christ. Because God's going to turn you over to a reprobate mind. That you believe a lie and your souls are going to be damned. Thus saith the Lord is the only authority of God's church. You believe it? It is the core of faith of our body translation come rapture morning. Hallelujah. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. If my mother don't go, that won't hinder me. If my father don't go, that won't hinder me. If my children don't go, that won't hinder me. I'm on my way in the name of Jesus. And if it has to be me and myself and God stand with us, I'll stand for this word. Nothing else has any authority. But thus say the Lord of hosts in God's church. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All the fancy preaching I can do. Amen. I have no authority over this church. But thus say the Lord. All the mesmerizing message I can bring you, amen, cannot stand, amen, upside, thus saith the Lord. Praise God. You believe it? And the vindication warrants the matters to be of God. Hallelujah. Thus saith the Lord is the only authority in God's church. You believe it? You believe it? Don't be taking no look, church. Don't be taking no look at these internets. Don't be looking at no Facebook saying, you're strong enough, you and your family. I'm warning you in Jesus' name. Don't do it. That's what Satan got Eve to do, is to stop one moment. 
And in that one moment, he was able to seduce our mind, which produced a physical adultery. You believe it? Spiritual adultery leads to physical adultery. You understand what I'm saying, friends? It's just like the brother telling me that he believed in polygamy. Well, he's not practicing, but he's preaching. I said, well, it's coming. If you're going to preach it, you'll practice it. Hello, church. I got one word for you. You can't practice what you preach. Amen. You're going to preach junk like that, friends. God's people don't need that. They need to hear what I'm talking about here tonight. Stand on God's word. I have a right, friends. You're my sheep. You're the people of this congregation. You're my sheep. You're the people God has placed under my care. And the matters that Dan and I have been dealing with in the last week and the issues and each problems that has been arising, I tell you, it, has, it hasn't been easy. There's been some severe stuff going on. And you're the people of God. I have to protect you and I have to tell you the truth. And I know this is not a message to cause you to shout or leave it and say, praise God, man. I got all my need. I'm telling you, I'm meeting your needs by telling you to stay with the word of God. You believe it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother sent me a letter and told me, I just want to tell you one thing. You got me wrong when you, when, 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 uh, when you, when you, when you came and you, and you said something about, you know, I, I don't believe this message. I believe the message, but I don't believe Brother Branham. I said, that's hogwash. I, don't, I believe the message, but I don't believe Brother Branham. I said, that's a bunch of idiotic nonsense I've ever heard in my life. How can you say you believe the message and don't believe the messenger? Come on, church. That's like I invite some people to my home and they don't want anything to do with me, but they want to they flirt with my wife. There's something wrong with this picture. Come on, church. Same thing in the church. Amen. It's got to line up, friends. It's got to line up. What are you doing in my house if you can't come on the headship? Let me preach now. Let me preach this morning, this evening. I've got a message on my heart. Now you know this is not me. You know when the anointing is on me, I'll tell you the truth. Amen. Go tell 1960, March the 17th. It's like people sending invitation to my people in my church. Come to my meeting, come to my meeting, and I never receive an invitation. And I'm the pastor of the church. What's wrong with this picture? It's a proselyting spirit. You want my people to come to your meetings, but you don't want me to come to your meetings. Why? You don't want the shepherd around, but you want the sheep, you big proselyter. Amen. God is going to call your hands, friends. Let me tell you something. It's a bunch of nonsense that's happening in our ranks. It's time for the church to rise up in this age. I've been preaching too long, and, and as dedicated as I am, and hard as I stood for this message, I'm not giving up now. Amen. Neither am I giving up on you. Amen. And had he not knowing what she was saying, raised up and said, that's nothing but the truth, Brother Branham. Oh my, that was the right thing to say. That was the right thing to say. About that time, the power of God struck that place. I never felt such an anointing. What, what, what it did, I said, Hattie, thus said the Lord. Ask what you will. I don't care what it is. 
God has given me the authority to give you your heart's desire right now. Not tomorrow, right now. And that same anointing is on the bride of Christ. How many times have I heard Brother Jonathan and Brother Ben under the anointing of the Holy Spirit? No, maybe not a perfect gift as Brother Branham, but discerning hearts. And as the pastor, I know that they're under the anointing. Never talk to them about it. Matter of fact, the last service, Brother Ben preached here. Man, he was trailing some spirits. Amen. Only, friends, it's an anointing. It's an anointing that comes on the ministry in the last days to say what this prophet is saying. You believe that? If you, if you ask for a million dollars, uh, you can have it. As for a little crippled girl he, uh, she, uh, to get up and walk, she can have it. As for anything, uh, she said, what should I ask, Brother Adam? I said, anything that you wish. For thus saith the Lord, oh, what a feelings. Oh, what a feelings. Oh, what a feelings. Friends, oh, what a feelings. I'm so glad to be. Amen. Listen, friends, let me say, let, let me enlighten you this, this evening. Let me enlighten you about some things. You know, there were great men that raised, rose up even in the time of Brother Branham. You know, there were great men rose up even before Brother Branham. You know, Azusa Street Jubilee wasn't a light matter. It wasn't some light little matter that happened. It wasn't something that happened in the street corner. Amen, my friends. You can trace all these ministry and you'll see personalities and you'll see human leadership in all of them. Brother Branham was the only prophet of God that left the sovereignty to the church and the bride of Christ and did not mandate and manhandle the wife of God. He is the only messenger and Paul that never manhandled God's bride. He left the church to have its sovereignty. You believe that? Every, all of one of them were great men, but they had all kinds of criterias behind their ministry. That's what formed organization. That's why this message cannot be organized. That's why this church can be sovereign tonight. Otherwise, we will have mandates. I hope you're going where I'm going. We'll have headquarters that will tell us what to do. Brother Brandon set that up. He left the sovereignty to the church. He never left man over his church to tell us what to do. You believe it? You're getting quiet on me now. He said, but thus said the Lord, oh, what a feelings. Also, thus said the Lord, it's the most fitting word of rebuke for erring Saints, people don't like to hear that say the Lord. Amen. But God sometimes has to go and to tell people, thou say the Lord, get your house in order. Amen. Come on, church. Oh, we want all the sweet stuff. But the Bible said, eat the word and be sweet in your mouth and bitter in your stomach. Come on now. Thus say the Lord. It's the most fitting word of rebuke for erring saints. You see, when an anointed prophet comes to them, would thus say the Lord, if there be a spark of uh, spiritual life left, it is sure to catch at this flame of thus say the Lord. It wouldn't be I'm offended or I'm, I'm, I'm just, uh, uh, they're picking on me or you know what, I'm angry. I, I, you got the wrong spirit then. A wrong spirit struck you right then. 
You remember Brother George preaching about leprosy? You know what spiritual leprosy is? It's the wrong spirit. And when it strikes you, it gives you the wrong disposition. Hallelujah. But if there'll be a spark of spiritual life inside of all of us, it's sure to catch flame. I thus say the Lord. If I go to Brother Jonathan or Brother Roger and said, Thus saith the Lord, brother, God give me a word to tell you to do this or to do that, even if it's against their will, if they, there is any spiritual life inside of them, it will catch flame at those words. Hallelujah. It'll be like David, woe is me. Hallelujah. It'll be like Isaiah in the temple, woe is me, Lord, for I am undone. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in a country of people of unclean lips. Listen, Brother Bram says this. Let me hurry now. 1965, 11, 27. And there, and then here comes Nathan with thus saith the Lord David. The great revelation you had is as wrong as it was when you brought the ark. Mm. I wonder how many of us can come under headship to that. What you're doing is wrong. What you're doing is the right thing in the wrong way. You're doing God a service without his will. Hello, church. Let me preach to you this morning. Amen. David could take it because there was life inside of him. And here came Nathan with thus say the Lord David, the great revelation he had is wrong as it was when you brought the ark. You know, you know, David could have blew up like a buckshot. Hallelujah. He sure could have done it. But he took it. Hallelujah. He took the rebuke. Hallelujah. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. But God said, you'll have your son to do it there. See, there you are. You see, David the king might have been moved to anger against Nathan for the, that personal rebuke tonight. But his anger was stayed better still. His heart was broken because the prophets could say, thus saith the Lord. He could have took it with anger, have a broken heart, but better yet, he threw his hands up in the air and said, Bless God, but thou said the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, God, help us this, this, uh, this evening. You see, it helped him to rekindle his flames of love for Jehovah God. He did not get angry at Nathan, the prophet of God. He said, thus saith the Lord was my rescue. Thus saith the Lord was my mercy. Thus saith the Lord was my grace. And Lord, how stupid could I have been? Hallelujah. Thus saith the Lord rekindle his flame of love for Jehovah God. You remember the story Brother Branham told of the woman with unconfessed sins. And that was a fitting word of rebuke of an erring saint. Listen to this. Believe in God. And I said, by the way, your husband, I described how he looked. Never seen him in my life. And I said, he's got the same thing to confess to you. I said, now, if you don't believe it, call him on the phone and tell him to meet you. And she, she went in and called him on the phone. He met on the road. And here they come down, tears running down their cheeks. Forgive one another. The demon left her. And there she was set free. See, now I must have, uh, I, I, I might have screamed and holler uh, over that demon and, and cast and everything else. But it, it never left till that was corrected. You see, see what I mean? You know what brought that woman to reality was thus saith the Lord. 
Thus saith the Lord. When he used those words, thus saith the Lord. Amen. It brought that woman back to her senses. Friends, I trust there's some people will come to their senses with thus saith the Lord. Uh, as I'm preaching this, this evening. On the contrary, Samuel came to Saul with thus saith the Lord and bade him destroy the Amalekites. How many remembers that? He was to utterly cut them off and not to spare one of them. God said, I want you to destroy every Amalekite down to the babies. I want you to slay even the babies. You know why? Because those babies are going to grow up to be warriors. And I want you to slay them. But Saul saved, the Bible said, the best of the cattle and the sheep and, uh, and brought home Agag, uh, the king. And what was the result of all of that? What happened? His kingdom was taken from him. He was put away forever from having dominion over Israel. Friends, what am I saying tonight? What am I saying? Thus saith the Lord is the only solid ground of comfort to God's people. It is the only solid grounds of comfort for God's people. If we didn't have thus saith the Lord, we will all be cuckoos in insane institutions. That's exactly right. I'm not trying to be funny. Amen. With the pressure of this age, thus saith the Lord, the prophet says, America has gone into total insanity. The only saint people here is the bride of Christ. Have you ever seen such nonsense as you've seen that's going on? People have lost it spiritually. They've lost their minds. But thank God for thus saith the Lord. It has kept her sanity. It's the only solid ground of comfort to God's people. It is the only place of safety and true solace from the mouth of Almighty God. When Nathan came to tell David of the covenant which the Lord would uh, make with him uh, in his house, David would scarcely, David would scarcely have believed so great mercy uh, to be uh, really his if the prophet had not begin with, Thus saith the Lord, David. The Lord has forgiven you and will make a covenant with your seed and your house from generation to generation. You know, you and I wouldn't be here today if we hadn't had thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. We couldn't stand up in this age if we didn't have thus saith the Lord. You believe it? You see, when Hezekiah lay sick unto death, he turned his face to the wall and prayed. But there was no comfort until the prophet came and what? Thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Why would I turn my back on thus say the Lord? Why would you uh, demons out there try to turn the people of God against thus said the Lord? Why would you be so vicious and not even a gentleman to attack men's congregation even when they're preaching the truth to the people of God? What kind of spirit is this? This is the devil working in the last age. It's enticing spirits in this age. You believe that? There's no words to stay your soul in your worst troubles, but the word of God applied with power uh, this evening. Thus saith the Lord is that which we must confront the Lord's enemies with. Hallelujah. Thus saith the Lord is what we must confront the Lord's enemies with. What does Jesus defeat Satan with? Thus saith the Lord. It is written. How did Jesus stand his ground? With thus saith the Lord. When Moses went in before Pharaoh, the words which he 
uh, used was, what? Let my people go. Hallelujah. What did he say? Thus saith the Lord, let my people go. You believe it? It was the power of his divine words which brought forth the captives with silver and gold out of Egypt. Hallelujah. It was not Moses' word. It was thus saith the Lord that brought them out of bondage. And it's thus saith the Lord that will take you out of captivity in Jesus' name. And Satan may be trying to enslave you or to put you in bondage, but thus saith the Lord will set you free this evening. We have this same divine word of authority and vindication that with that we will smite the enemy through with. When I say the enemy, I mean Satan himself. I mean demons in disguisements. I mean spirits that will come up against the church of the firstborn. Listen, my friends. Listen, my brother. Even all the churches in this area are my brothers and my sisters. Every church in this area is my brothers and my sisters. I stand with every pastor that preached this message. We may not see everything alike, but we know one thing. We have thus said the Lord. You believe it? Amen. I don't mean to amen myself, but amen the word uh, tonight. We have this same divine word of authority this evening as the bride of Christ. Thus said the Lord is our gospel. Can you say amen? amen? Africa trip, let me hurry. He defeated Satan on the Father's word. Is that right? Bringing it to show that the weakest Christian can defeat Satan on what? Thus said the Lord. Out. Of the word of God. No matter what you feel. What you think. Thus said the Lord. It's written. My family is coming. Thus said the Lord. My children are saved. Thus said the Lord. My body is healed. Thus said the Lord. Satan leave my family. Thus said the Lord. Do you believe it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pharaoh might boast, who is the Lord, that I should obey his voice. But not long, he knew that Jehovah's word, words was mightier than all the horsemen and chariots of Mizoram. Hallelujah. He may fight it, but he will soon find out that thus saith the Lord had power to deliver over two million people. Amen. With a crooked stick. Not intellectualism, not IQs, amen, but with the power of the Holy Spirit. Thus said the Lord, I is ever fresh because these words never die. You believe it? These words never die. And I'm going to go ahead right now to the letters that came in for sickness and the emails that came in for sickness. Here is your answer right now. In the message, testimony, 1953, uh, uh, November the 29th, thus said the Lord, she'll live and not die. I'm talking about your wife right now. Brother, you need a prayer. Your wife's down with cancer. Here's the answer. Thus said the Lord, she shall live and not die. You believe it? Amen. Testimony raising uh, the dead boy. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Here's another request. 
I mean, you're having issues with your baby. You want me to pray that God will heal our child. Thus saith the Lord, the baby's going to live and not die. You believe it? Thus saith the Lord. It's still fresh this evening. Amen. Here's another one. Amen. Resurrection of Jairus' daughter. Thus saith the Lord. The operation wouldn't be needful. You can deny that or you can say amen to the word of God. The operation will not be needful. Those of you that follow my healing ministry, those of you that know I have the gift of healing in my life, I'm telling you the word right now. Thus saith the Lord. The operation would not be needed. You believe it, friends? You believe I'm telling you the truth tonight? I'm not here to mince words with you. I love you. Everyone will put my life down as a shepherd would for a sheep tonight. And I must tell you the truth. Hallelujah. Why Christ speak? Amen. In October the 4th, speak and move forward. Thus say the Lord. That's the message of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's the message of the Holy Ghost. Speak and move forward. You believe it? Painted face Jezebel. What a good one. Amen. You just do what thus said the Lord is, and he will take care of you. Amen. Amen. How many wants God to take care of you? Just do what thus said the Lord uh, tells you to do, and your family will be taken care of. Just do what thus said the Lord is, and he will take care of you. In an age where we need God to take care of us. You realize they're saying in about two weeks, this entire country can go into a famine? You say, that's fear. No, that's facts. Amen. We got a Russia. We got our, our wheat from Russia and Ukraine, the biggest wheat distributor in the world, and they're locking up over there. You realize this nation, amen, can go. They're already, the shelves are missing. Infant formulas. What's next is coming. You better know where you're standing. You better believe that, said the Lord. Because thus said the Lord, we'll take care of you. Let me make a transition here. My time has gone quickly. Amen. The handwriting is on the wall. Good one. 1958, March the 9th. You remember, as thus said the Lord, I say America made our final decision in 1946. Watch since then. She's gone. There's nothing left but judgment and chaos. You believe that? Judgment and chaos. And I have these brothers that's listening right now. Maybe they've turned me off right now. But they're telling me that that was just Brother Branham's opinion. Hello, church. God have mercy. Lord, hide me under the rock. Rock of age is cleft for me tonight. Amen. 1947, you look at the history of this nation. 1946, from the time Brother Branham said it to now, this world has been in a total insanity economically. Uh, spiritually, religiously, uh, the whole world has gone into entire sexual chaos. The entire world is over-sexualized. This is why I preach spiritual purity to the young people, friends. It's important that you not get caught up in the things of this world. You believe it? I still believe in sexual purities. I still believe men can live right and have their first kiss at the altar. Don't get quiet on me now. I'm telling you the truth. I believe it. A prophet said that. And I believe that. The whole world is over-sexualized. Amen. They, they want to sell a Coke, and they got to put a naked woman holding it. 
Come on now. What's coke have to do with a naked woman? All this nonsense you see that's going on out there in the world. It's an over-sexualized world. This is the reason why I have six weeks of counseling with every couple I marry and make sure we go through godly counseling, amen, to secure your marriage. And if you think I'm crazy, and if you think I'm nuts, and if you want me to marry you, this is how it's going to be. Because I'm not going to be accountable, amen, at the end of when it's all said and done, in the presence of God, why didn't you tell him the truth? Why didn't you tell him the truth? Amen. Amen. Still the word of God. But the whole world is in a, in a complete chaos. You see, Jesus was officially turned down. The first time the earthquake ever shook the whole earth was on a good Friday. The last time it shook it, it was on another good Friday. What did it shake for? Because they rejected the Messiah, the word for the age. God's message is like an earthquake. You believe it? God's message is like an earthquake. Listen, I don't have time for little petty things, friends. I don't have time to argue with people. I don't have time for all this nonsense here below. I've got to take you up higher. You know what John, God told John? Come up higher and I will show you things that will be here hereafter. You need to come up higher. Get out from the old valley that you're in. Come up higher to where I'm preaching to this evening. Come on. Well, you got fuss and fights and quarrels and stews and, and as the brother said, vex, amen, and fights. It's because we're still down here. We need to come up here. Come on now. We need to fly up here where eagles are flying. Amen, where eagles are flying. Where they have Holy Ghost oil. Amen, all over their feathers. I'm closing. Some of you already turned me off, but that's all right. God's message is like an earthquake. Of all the judgments which the righteous God inflicts on the unjust, the most dreadful and destructive one is an earthquake. It's God's divine judgment in the earth. And God is the author of earthquakes and sin is the moral cause of it this evening. Earthquakes are the after effects of God's anger. Uh, there is something catastrophic that is coming, church. You understand? I'm telling you tonight. Remember this message. There's something catastrophic that is coming. It has been launched against you and your morals and your families. And most of all, most deadliest yet, against your spirituality and your faith. God, have mercy. In a message of shame, Brother Bram said, there in the scripture above, uh, somewhere, 1965, uh, in, in July the 11th, there is a scripture above uh, that somewhere, and I went and found it, uh, was Jesus rebuking Capernaum by the sea coast, and that night I looked up the scripture, came home, got the history book, and Solomon Gomorrah was once a thriving city, a Gentile headquarters of the world. And you know, that city by an earthquake sank into the Dead Sea, and Jesus stood and said that you have done, that you have done it, uh, done in you. Uh, the works that you've done in you, uh, if uh, it would have been standing today, but now you must be brought down to hell. And about 2,000 or 3,000 years after his prophecy, uh, with all these uh, coastal uh, towns, every one of them still standing but Capernaum. 
It lays in the bottom of the sea. An earthquake sunk it into the sea. And then prophesying, Los Angeles will be at the bottom of the sea. Since the earthquake, there's two or three inches crack that came to the earth, starting uh, about, about 150 or 200 miles in the sea, comes back to the uh, San Diego, uh, takes in California of Los Angeles, and come again just below the north part of California here, a little place called uh, San Jose, just below here. This scientist was speaking, being on an interview, and was watching on television, and he said, beneath that is just a churning lava and he said this he said that is a, a chunk will break loose and said and, and it will and the man the scientist interviewing the chief scientist said to him and said well that could could then all sink and he said could is gotcha said well of course we probably be many many years from now he said it can be in five minutes from now or it can be in five years from now it's been many years but it's going to happen he just he just uh Lauded five years, but just as sure as I was standing there under inspiration, uh, put judgment on the West Coast and then falling it right up there with the uh, sinking of Los Angeles. She's gone. That's right. It will happen when I don't know. Thinking man's filter 1965 uh, in um, August the 22nd, 1,500 miles, chunk of it, three, 400 miles wide, was sick, maybe 400 miles down into the great fault out yonder. One of these days, waves will shoot plumb out to the state of Kentucky. When it does, it'll shake the world so hard that everything on top of it will shake down. That's judgment for, re for rejecting the word of God. What will happen when people are blaspheming this message and writing letters and discouraging innocent people in this last age? Do you have your Bibles? I know I'm keeping you, but let me show you something right quickly. Go with me into the book of Thessalonians. This is just directly by, by inspiration. I want to show you something. Oh, Jesus prophesy that this thing is going to happen right here in the last age. You love the Lord. Amen. Watch this. This is speaking. You know, we know Malachi 4 and 5, Revelations 10, 7, Luke 17, 30. Well, let me show you another scripture that vindicates this message. Listen in 2 Thessalonians. Sorry, 2 Thessalonians uh, 1 and verse 7. Verses 6, rather. Seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation on them that what? Trouble, trouble you. Yeah. You people that are troubling the innocent Christians, you got trouble coming. And it's from God. And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. In flaming fire, taking revenge on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's this message. There's never been any other message where it has been revealed from heaven with the mighty angels and flaming swords. What happened, friends, is a revelation. And Satan knows that and he's troubling you today. Those letters that came to you this week are to travel you. But I say, rest. In the revelation of Jesus Christ. 
You believe it? Hallelujah. Shame. I know that there's a few people in this world holds on to what I say to be true. Amen. Amen. I say amen. I'm one of those few. Hallelujah. To stand there and say, thus saith the Lord, I'm going to Arizona, and there I'll, I'll meet seven angels in a cluster. Well, there was a group of men standing there to see it happen the other night saying, it, Los Angeles, will fall into the ocean, the rapture, December the 4th. I remember just as my message in California where I thought I'll never go back again when I predicted uh, Los Angeles will go beneath the ocean. Thus said the Lord, it will. She is gone. She is washed. She is finished. Uh, whatever, I don't know. But it will be, it will sink. You believe that? God's ambassador has spoken it. You realize how close we are to the rapture, friends? This is no time to be getting foolish with all kinds of nonsense out there. This is time to be pulling up the armor and saying, oh God. Oh God, help me. Help my family. Save my children. Save my son. Save my family, Lord. Amen. God, give them the Holy Ghost, Lord Jesus. I've got family members tonight. I'm praying every day, God, fill them with the Holy Ghost. They're backsliders. They're sinners. And they need the Holy Spirit. You've got to call it for what it is. And let the Holy Spirit deal with their hearts. You believe it? Sister Shirley, this is the reason why I don't pent. Amen, Jamie. When you come up for prayer, I always tell you straight like it is. He needs the Holy Ghost and he needs to repent. Amen. Amen. You know I tell you the truth. Amen. This is the way God wants us to deal with what matters. Amen. We must stand for Jesus and pray for our loved ones and say, Lord, give them the Holy Ghost. Give them the Holy Ghost. Give me the Holy Ghost. Give them the power of God in their lives. Are you willing to do that? Yes, once more, I shake not the earth only, but also heavens. There will be one final earthquake that will shake everything that is made by man tonight. You believe that? But the kingdom of God will not be shaken. As our musicians, please come once more. Once more. Let me finish with this. Many of you have got the tapes. See, I speak on the chapter everywhere. Thus saith the Lord, I've seen seven angels and the reason that I know is the word is perfect. No matter what people think about it. It's the word of God. It's the word of God. Seven angels came down. Hallelujah. And revealed the truth. Brother wrote me and you're listening to me right now. Tell me if I ever see it. I don't have to see it to believe it. I have faith to believe it. Amen. Have you ever seen Jesus Christ? Well, why do you profess he's your Lord? Amen. By faith you believe he's your Lord. Hello, church. By faith or not, I believe that to be the truth. Think about it, friends. Seven angels. That's the reason I know his word is perfect. No matter what people think about it, it's the word of God. Brother Brandon, pat this Bible. Praise the Lord. That's right. That's thus saith the Lord. Shalom. Shalom. I love it. Amen. Shalom. Amen. November 19, and there stood those seven angels, just as natural as I see me, as you see me standing here, and told me to return to my home, that the mysteries of the reformers down through the ages has failed to pick up the mysteries of the Bible, which is the seven seals, hell will be revealed. I challenge anyone, get those seven seals and look them over and find a fault with them. 
And you wrote me and you told me there were people that preached the seven seals and you sent me the documentations and they had no comparison with the revealed word of the hour. There were opinions of reformers and not thus say the Lord. He said it right here. I'm not saying it. He said, I challenge you. Amen. You believe it? I challenge you. Go get it. I challenge you. Anybody get those seven seals and look them over and find a fault in them. There's not a fault in any of those seals. Yes, there were other men that preached the seven seals through before Brother Branham. But you know what? It wasn't thus said the Lord. It was all kinds of stuff that didn't even make sense. What the, the, the red horse rider, the black horse rider, the red horse rider was. And it was this power. And it was Rome. And it was this one over here. And it was Persia. And all these different things. It sounds good, but it's got the wrong ring. It's an uncertain sound. It sounds good, but it's an uncertain sound. Hello, church. Have you ever talked to people like that? It sounds good, but it's got the wrong ring to it. Amen. Uncertain sounds. Fools will walk with hobnailed shoes where angels fear to trot as we stand to our feet. Invisible Union, last quarter of the night in 1965, uh, November the 25th. Amen. The move is on for the bride. That's the truth. That's thus saith the Lord. I rest my case. The move is on for the bride. Hallelujah. That's thus saith the Lord. You believe it? The move is on for the bride. That's the truth. That's thus saith the Lord. That's thus saith the Lord. You believe that? You believe that? Thus saith the Lord is the end time gospel. How many believes that, friends? I want to witness it. You believe this is the truth. You believe this is the truth. You believe this is thus saith the Lord. I want you to raise both hands. I'm not looking. You don't have to raise your hands to me. This is thus saith the Lord. This is where we are going to stand. And this is where we are going to pull in our loved ones under. Is this thus saith the Lord. And those of you who have been affected by the Spirit, I say by, by God's grace. By God's grace and divine love. Amen. We speak the truth in love. And God will send the shooting bomb. And he will restore all things back to his place in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I say to the streaming audience and to all my critics, God bless you and I love you with the love of the Lord. You may be angry at me, but I'll tell you the truth. In Jesus' name, I was compelled to say what I had to say. Now get off of my back. In Jesus' name, I'm going to press on. Shalom to you until the next service. The wedding is... Thank you. Thank you.